the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. <laughs> hey, man, nobody said it had to be pretty. Can you dig it? <laughs> oh, Dayton survives in a double overtime. 85-82, it's John Bedell and John Tisdell here with you for Flyer Feedback as we await the live post-game comments of Anthony Grant. Tizzy, so many notes. I got I got three pages of my notes here uh, going on. <laughs> I, I tweeted this. I, I know that four games is not a huge sample size, Yeah. although it's a bigger sample size than it would be in a typical year because of the slash schedule because of COVID. But I've seen enough of this Dayton team. I think we all have to know... Uh, and buckle up, everybody, uh, because I think this is going to be a cardiac kids kind of bunch. I think we've established that at this point. I mean, they're fun. Makes you feel alive. <laughs> but holy cow, <laughs> this is a stressful bunch to watch so far. Yeah, this is going to be a roller coaster of a season. This really is, because it, it, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. And just when you think the Flyers have got things figured out, then all of a sudden, wham, <laughs> Then a run hits, and then the the other team, and we'll see what the coach has to say about it. Dayton survives 85-82 in double overtime down in Atlanta against Mississippi State. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this win? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hanskin on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Logan AC and Heat Services is the official HVAC partner of the UD Flyers. And our team wants to help you stay comfortable while you're watching the games at home. Check out our latest promotions, including financing options and savings up to $1,600. Plus, get a free UV light to help keep the air in your home clean. Free estimates are available now, so don't wait. We're the home of fast, friendly service, Logan Services. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back in Atlanta where the Dayton Flyers defeat uh, Mississippi State 85-82 in double overtime. We're joined by head coach Anthony Grant. And, and coach, there was a lot of times in this game where it looked bleak and your guys could have given in, but they didn't. They fought all the way to the very end. How proud are you right now? Well, I thought, you know, I thought our guys grew up, you know, to, to, to an extent today, you know, and obviously there was a lot that happened in the game. You know, there, there are so many things that, uh, you know, that, that as you mentioned, there were, there were a lot of good. There were some things that, that were bad, uh, you know, some things that were, that were kind of heartbreaking as, as, as they occurred. But our guys stayed together, you know. So I saw I saw a group that, that showed great resilience and, and great togetherness today, and so proud of them today to come out with the win. R.J. Blakeney hits the biggest shot of his young college career, but what impressed me more than him making the shot was the confidence that Ibby Watson had to drive and dish to him. No question, you know, and and I I I. I, I can't can't praise Ibby enough. He had two two huge uh, assists there at the end. I think a three point play to Jordy, and then that big one. Obviously, the biggest one was the, the late decision. You know, for for RJ there, and we were in a situation there where we, we were going for the best shot available. We needed a two or a three under the circumstances, and uh, you know he he drove it, and he, he saw the help come off, and he trusted his teammate. And uh, as you said, you know for RJ as a freshman, 
to step up in that type of situation and, and make that shot. That was that was huge. One final thing, Coach, in, in that at, after halftime, uh, your team looked noticeably different, even as far away as Josh and I were from the floor. But I, I thought, and, and Josh pointed this out, the cuts were sharper, the passes were sharper, uh, the, the screens were set sharper. Defensively, you were playing quicker. Was that the case? I thought so. You know, I thought in the second half, um, you know, I mean, in the first half, we kind of left some things out there. And, you know, this is our fourth game of the season. So, you know, as you as you kind of go through it, you know, we, we have to learn, you know, how to, how to trust each other, you know, what it takes. That was a really physical game, you know, for 50 minutes. And, uh, you know, so we had to understand what was going to be required to put us in a position. We felt like even though we were down eight, there were some plays there that, uh, that we would be able to make in the second half if we just trusted each other, if we just stayed to our game plan and understood, uh, you know, what it was that, that where we had our advantage. Okay. And uh, the guys did a great job of it. And I thought, uh, you know, tonight uh, we shared the ball. Uh, I know we had 17 turn- turnovers, but it felt like we did a much better job of taking care of the basketball and making sure that we got good shots. Uh, you know, in a game like this, that, that goes double overtime. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things to take away, but the thing I'll take away the most is, is I thought our guys' resiliency, their trust, their togetherness was on display tonight, and it was great to see. All right, Coach. Travel safe, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you Monday night. All right. Appreciate it, Larry. All right. That wraps it up here. And a reminder, Monday night, Anthony Grant Show, 7 to 8, here on the radio, also the WHIO Radio Facebook page, as well as the Home of the Flyers Facebook page. On behalf of Josh Pastorino, I'm Larry Hanskin. One more time, our final in double overtime, Dayton 85, Mississippi State 82. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by... Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Yeah, community XL after that one. Dayton survives 85-82 in double overtime. Multiple heroes along the way for Dayton. Uh, Ibby Watson paced the Flyers with, uh, actually, Crutcher paced the Flyers with 23. But 
it'd be Watson with a 21-point effort. Um, it, nobody said it had to be pretty. We don't keep track of style points here in college basketball. No. And uh, Tizzy, it's it's four games in. The Staten team's 3-1. and one. They get a nice win on a neutral floor in Atlanta oh, against goodness. a team that was, uh, you know, top 80. Ken Palm, they're not, they're not too hateable, uh, you know. But uh, Dayton survives. I mean, they get away with the win. They got it out. That was not a pretty first half, but no. they took some of Anthony's secret sauce for the Space Jam reference at halftime, <laughs> and they figured it out, made some adjustments, and away they went in a back-and-forth game. And we talked about how this Dayton team has to learn to close. Well, today they did. They did. And uh, you have to give a lot of credit to this team because there were a lot of unsung heroes, and we're just getting started. We're going to be talking about this uh R.J. Blakeney with Major Onions, but uh, we'll have more on this coming up after news at the top of the hour. That's right. We've got a short break, a uh, short segment here to make things work. But, hey, folks, we've got to pay those bills. So it's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. WHIO Dayton. WHIO FM Pleasant Hill. A Cox Media Group station. Powered by Back to Business IT. Take care of your business. We'll take care of your IT. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody, it's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and you're here, too, for Flyer Feedback, and we thank you for coming along tonight. 85-82, Dayton survives in double overtime. It wasn't always pretty, but Dayton gets a win on a floor that is away from UD Arena, so that means we got to... Can you dig it? That's right. Multiple guys stepping up over the course of this marathon of a game at the end of regulation... It was Ibby hitting free throws with five and a half seconds left. Mississippi State hits a runner to tie the game, retie it, send it into overtime. At the end of the first overtime, it was R.J. RJ Blakeney hitting a huge three towards the end of the first extra frame. And then in the second overtime, it was Ibby Watson again with just a ridiculous runner. If you can find the video of it on the Twitter, it's on there. Check it out. It's just silly, the shot he made. And then Jalen Crutcher icing the game, Tiz, uh, as the... Uh, in the final seconds with 2.8 to go, he splits a pair of three free throws, thank God, to put Dayton up three so that we at least weren't getting a, you know, a third overtime. Um, and Anthony Grant just really praised this team's togetherness because it was not the prettiest of first halves. Um, I have here in my notes eight turnovers at the first within the first uh, 12 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Dayton was out-rebounded by five, 19-14. Jalen Crutcher at that point had 12 points. Rodney Chapman had six. No other flyer had more than three. That was Ibby Watson. And then Mississippi State at the half was plus 10 points in the paint. But, boy, they made some serious adjustments at halftime, Tiz. And it was Dayton, even though it was a, a back-and-forth game and it was, it was close, it was really Dayton off and running by that point. And they just they looked sharper from the second half on. And they hang on, 85-82, and they're now 3-1. and one. Absolutely, and you know this. Was, and Jalen Crutcher. Here's the other thing: he played all 50 minutes, all 50. I mean, <laughs> that's a guy who just he left it all out there this afternoon into this evening, and just was magnificent, making four out of six free throws to seal this one. 
And I go to another guy that I really think that helped see, helped get this team going in the second half, and that was Chase Johnson. You know, he he's a guy that had a yep. quiet first half. He he was tr- tremendous, I thought, in the second half. I think in, in my notes that I have here, I think he started the second half off. I think he had seven points to begin the second half that helped Dayton with thirty eight thirty five lead. And then the guy who I thought for Mississippi State that was money was D.J. Stewart Jr. with 32 points. He had nine straight. It was 44-38. You're thinking, oh, no, not again. And then Dayton comes back with a run of their own, scoring eight straight points. Um, Rodney Chapman, I thought, played a good game, a really good game. I know you and Brooks talked about that. I think it was the other night you, you and Brooks talked about. Brooks mentioned Rodney Chapman before he fouled out. He had 15 points. He played well, uh, six of nine from the floor, four assists. And the turnovers, you know, Dayton had eight turnovers in the uh, first half, only nine in the second half, the 20 minutes of the second half, and 10 minutes of overtime. So Dayton did a very effective job of taking care of the basketball, way better than they did in the first half, and maybe even the first three games thus far. But they were in double digits and turnovers, not nearly as much, though, in the last, uh, in the last uh, 30 minutes of this game. Yeah, I think... And Anthony Grant, I believe, alluded to that when he was talking with Larry live, that when Dayton finishes with, as you mentioned, Tizzy, 17 turnovers, that is a bit misleading with an extra 10 minutes, another quarter of the game. Uh, But they did really, really cut down on the turnovers because at half, I'm thinking, God bless America. They have got, I mean, the turnovers in the first half were still, I'm sitting there thinking, this is still, as I called it Saturday, this is still a five-alarm problem for this team. They cannot take care of the basketball. They had 15 in the first game. They had, uh, I believe it was 19 in the second. They had 21 on a week ago or on Tuesday night. Uh, and I thought, my God, against NKU, they, they've just got to clean this up. And today they did. Now, the first half was not great. But in the second uh, half and on, everything looked sharper. And the third time this Dayton team has played Mississippi State in Anthony Grant's tenure, they played them once each in his first two years and lost once in Starkville in 2017 and then a crushing blow in Anthony's second year in November yeah. of 18. They lost 65-58 to a top 25 Bulldogs team, uh, which was one of the missed opportunities of that Dayton team in Anthony's second year. Yep. But Dayton finally, under Anthony Grant, gets Mississippi State 85-82. And as you mentioned, Tizzy, at different points, other guys stepping up. You know, as you mentioned, Chase Johnson just having moments throughout this game. You know, yeah. it, like when you look at uh, one of the moments I had down in my notes was at 56-53. You had Chase uh, with a dunk, and then on the ensuing possession, he draws a charge. Uh, R.J. Blakeney continues to have positive minutes, stepping up for this team. Ibby Watson really turning it on in the second frame and on. Rodney Chapman becoming that that fourth offensive option, as, as you alluded to Brooks and I talking about on Tuesday night. Okay, well, who's going to be that consistent fourth score? Because you know you're going to have Ibby, uh, who's just a bucket. He's a walking bucket. Jalen Crutcher's going to fill it up. Chase Johnson's that third option. Well, who's going to be that fourth guy that you're going to look to for some consistency? And Rodney Chapman dropping 15 tonight. Um, and, you know, Jordy Shimonga at times. They they went on that 13-2 run, Tiz, with a starting five in that lineup. It was Crutcher, Watson, Johnson, Chapman, and, and uh, Jordy on the floor for that 13-2 run to start the second frame. They had that small ball lineup that I love where it's the starting five and you're just swapping out R.J. Blakeney for... Yeah. Uh, Jordy Shimanga, that that small ball lineup is something I want to see more of because uh, even though you had that starting five play well for stretches and Anthony's going to lean heavily on those starting five, it, we're, clearly, I mean, we're, we don't have to be many more games into this season to see where Anthony's trust is right now in this rotation. But even though the starting five looks good, Tizzy, I want to see more of this small ball lineup because that 
Anthony's offense really has the ability to hit the turbo boosters when they play small, they play pace and space, that five-out offense he runs, however you want to view it or, or phrase it. Uh, Anthony Grant's offense is best when there's pace and space and they're really moving. And, man, this this uh, I like what I see from R.J. Blakeney in the minutes yeah. he's getting tis. He's really getting meaningful minutes, and he is earning, I think, when Anthony has the trust to put him out there, tis. R.J. Blakeney is earning himself more minutes as we continue to go forward, and he continues to see the floor. Absolutely. I mean, look, Blakeney even, I think, took a shot, a three-point shot at the – I think it was at the end of regu- near the end of regulation where the Flyers had the lead. Uh, I think it was what I think either sixty two fifty nine. I think I, I think it was right sixty two fifty nine before Stewart hit that three in the near ending ending of regulation. You're thinking, oh no, R.J. Blakeney. But you know what? He wasn't afraid to take that three to tie the game in overtime. So uh, was it a bad look? Not necessarily. Uh, I'd have to go back and take a look at that. Now, I'd, I'd prefer Watson or Croucher, but you know what? The guy has got guts. That's the thing that you appreciate, and he's earning that trust, and he's earning those minutes. Uh, he did that the other night against NKU, and he did that again today against a very tough and physical Mississippi State team in the SEC. Look, the thing about Ben Howland's teams, um, you go back to his days at Pitt. You go back to his days against UCLA. They're always tough against the boards. They always seem, but they always seem to have that one guy, that one backcourt guy that's going to give you trouble. Uh, and it was DJ Stewart and also uh, Iverson Molinar. That backcourt combined for 52 of Mississippi State's 82 points. As for Dayton, though, the backcourt was just a little bit better today. Uh, 23 for Crutcher, 21 for Watson, 15 points. And if my math is correct, 59 of Dayton's points came from their starting backcourt. That's your difference in the game. And uh, I wanted to go with that 15 points for Chase Johnson. So uh, there's a lot of things to look at, but Larry made a good point. Both teams could also look at this. They had some chances. To, both teams had chances to put this thing away, and they didn't do that. Yeah, in some instances, this was uh, for both of these teams. Through one lens, a really ugly game yeah. for both of these teams. They both played hard, though. Uh, and a, a stat that I want to make sure that you, dear listeners, did not uh, mishear from John Tisdale just now. That's right. Jalen Crutcher played 50, 5-0. 5 mm. minutes, all 50 minutes of this game. Jalen Crutcher was just an absolute Iron Man tonight. And that's, you know, one of the... Going to be one of the issues going forward, Tizzy, and it's not that we didn't know it coming into tonight, but depth... That points to one of the issues. Not that Jalen Crutcher played 50 minutes and he balled out. But that depth is is an issue for this team. And it's one of the things between the turnovers and the rebounding struggles have been the things that everybody's been focusing on. Uh, because clearly, this is a really tight rotation right now that Anthony trusts to put on the floor. He only played seven guys today. Chase, Jordy, Rodney, Ibby, Jalen, Moo. And Moo only played uh, less than 10 minutes, but most of those guys playing the lion's share. And then R.J. Blakeney. Uh, it's a roster where you've got, um, you know, some injuries going on, whether that's Kobe Brea and the wrist injury he's dealing with. Or prior to this week, uh, clearly uh, Anthony and his staff just not trusting to put on the floor Luke Frazier just yet. And then on top of that, Luke, as, as Larry Hansgen mentioned in the, in the Bud Light pregame show, Luke Frazier has his appendix out Thursday, so now he's out from an uh, an appendectomy and recovering from that. So now they're down another body for the time being. Um, so depth is one of the things that we'll see how how they handle going forward, Tizzy. And, and, and Anthony, even last year when they had all the depth in the world for the first time in really his tenure here, you see that Anthony is much more like his 
mentor, Don Donaher, where, you know, and I know, you know, Mick coached in a different era, but Donaher was more likely to play, you know, six, seven guys until their tongues are hanging out and they're just totally gassed. That was just the style of ball back then. Mm -hmm. But Anthony tends to lean more toward that style of rotation where he's got a select group of guys that he really trusts. It's not like these hockey line changes we used to see, you know, in the BG era. Yeah. Uh, that's that's Anthony's style of, of of rotation management to begin with. On top of that, you can see, Tiz, he's just got a small group of guys that at this point of the season he trusts. But today, I mean, they tough it out and they get it done. We talk about this Dayton team figuring out ways to close. Well, they slammed the door shut today. They closed and they got it done, and they, they're coming away with a win on a neutral floor against the top 80 Ken Palm team. Absolutely, and and some of the other things that but you mentioned. But let's also remember, Dwayne Cohill is not going to play this year. That is a tremendous loss because he really helped the Flyers out off the bench to spell Jalen Crutcher and not having Dwayne out there is just uh, something that really has hurt this team because this is one of the things that they lack is that point guard depth now yes Chapman can play the one but you'd rather have certainly would rather have Jalen do that and Jalen played the entire 50 minutes some of the other things is we're getting more stats from this game look at points off turnovers uh you know Mississippi State yeah got 18 points off turnovers off Dayton turnovers 17 here's another stat though Mississippi State had 14 turnovers how about this Dayton had 20 points off turnovers eight three-pointers and they shot well from the floor also today Dayton 29 to 55 so when Dayton takes care of the basketball they do well, and they did an effective job in the second half. But the thing that you got to look, and here's some of the other minutes. You know, Ibby Watson over 48 minutes, Chase Johnson over 48 minutes, Rodney Chapman at 38 before he found out. And uh, Jordy Chamunga, I, was, was, I thought he played hard as well. The, the effort has certainly not been the issue with this team because I thought they, they were pretty much even when it came to the boards. But you know, the offensive rebounds, Mississippi State did a good job with that. But if you're going to tell me this team is 3-1, and one, they could easily be 4-0, and oh, they could easily be 1-3, and three. But as you said, and you said this earlier, John, this is going to be the cardiac kid season. This is not going to be the, t- the the Flyer team that's going to put 90 points on the board that, on a consistent basis. This, this is going to be a lot of close games, and that'll probably, that may be the case come uh, next week against uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, they, they hit their scoring average, not to look too much back at last year, but just for perspective, when we were talking about Tuesday, how Brooks and I were asking, what's going to be the identity of this team? Okay, we can see clearly after four games – and the stat sheet will be inflated with an extra 10 minutes of two overtimes today with 85 points on the board. Uh, but what's going to be this identity of this Dayton team? Gone are the days of them scoring 80 points and winning by an average margin of 15 and a half. They're going to have to grind these these games out. They're only scoring an average of before today, about 65 points a game. So yeah. it's a different identity. But again, they get the job done. They close. They're 3-1. and one. After a double overtime win in Atlanta. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. More of it after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIL. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. It's John Bedell. It's John Tisdale. And you're you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton survives 85-82 in double overtime as they move to 3-1 on this young season. Anthony Grant and company coming back from Atlanta with a nice win on a neutral floor. Tiz and I were talking about this identity of this team before the break. And Tiz, you know, we, we got to figure out what's this team going to look like. I tweeted and I said in our first segment in the Bud Light postgame show, that I've seen enough of this team after four games to, and I think we all have, to clearly see 
this is going to be a cardiac kids kind of bunch mm. because I think we all know too, long gone are the days of last season where they're averaging 80 points a game, their average margin of victory, their scoring margin was 15 and a half. I mean, they were they were just blowing the doors off people right. left and right last year. Now, I know today is they scored 85, but that's clearly deceiving and inflated with having two extra frames of double overtime. Coming into the night, if my math, my communication major math is right, they were averaging 65 three games into this season, 65 yeah. points a night. So this is not going to be the high-flying bunch just come in and just smack you in the mouth, and they're off and running, and you just sit and wait for one of those patented 20 to nothing runs where the floodgates open and Dayton leaves, no doubt, with rare exception. I think this identity of this team is going to be a grinded-out bunch, and they've got an old veteran core, which is a way to get and stay good when you're playing at the non-Power 5 level. Get old, stay old, have that veteran core. They've got that. Um, but I think, Tiz, they're going to be, as I mentioned, sort of a cardiac kid sort of bunch, white-knuckle rides down the stretch, and they're just going to have to grind games out, and they're going to have to learn to close because we've seen them not close, and it's cost them this year against uh, a week ago today against SMU. Um, but I think this is going to be a lower-scoring, grinded-out kind of bunch, Tiz. Yeah? Yeah, I agree with that, and that's okay. I mean, as long as... As long as you get the W's, that's all that matters. But look, and while the veterans are teaching the young guys, the young guys can develop. You can get Bray healthy. You can get Frazier. You can get to Frazier healthy. Um, you can get uh, you can get a uh, to continue to develop. R.J. Blakeney can develop. Uh, Blakeney is probably going to play more significant minutes. I mean, that bench is thin right now. But I, I like what you said because it was the the smaller lineup that was really getting the Flyers back into especially at the beginning of the second half where you saw the ball movement you didn't you didn't see uh, the uh, the Flyers kind of staggered almost a little bit in the first half because they they went several minutes in that first half in this game today John where they didn't score a point where they couldn't buy a basket in the first half and Mississippi State was missing free throws left and right they missed 13 free throws in this game so like we like we talked about and Larry and Josh talked about it both teams will yes be happy about the effort but they both gonna look at this tape and wonder oh boy <laughs> we really could have won this game and really put this game away but Dayton thankfully did enough to win it but look three and one going into uh, final exams and then you got Miss Ole Miss coming up as uh, they're back, they're back in uh, back to work after uh, dealing with COVID issues. As they're resuming play, and uh, we'll see them at the UD Arena come next uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and they've got stretches where you know to start that second half. Tis that was actually the starting five on the floor to make that thirteen to two run. That's right. But that's right. In the first frame, it really took getting that small lineup in there to to change things up and really provide a spark. But they cleaned things up in the second half, and they had stretches where you've got the starting five. And I mean, really, Anthony only went with essentially. Two combinations for the lion's share of this game. Crutcher, Watson, Johnson, Chapman, Blakeney. That's the small ball lineup. Or you go with the starting five. Crutcher, Watson, Johnson, Chapman, Jordy Shimanga uh, in there. I mean, that was most of the guys uh, playing tonight. You know, when you got Crutcher playing uh, five minutes, and I think Moo Sissoko, Moo was the only guy who was under 10 minutes for the game. Um, as you mentioned, they just they'll, they'll have to. I mean, they're going to have to expand the depth a little bit because they they've got such a small group that yeah. they trust right now. That's just not sustainable for the long haul. They're going to have to be able to get guys like Zim Wikeji in the mix, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, you get uh, Kobe Brea healthy, and then when you get uh, Mustafa 
uh, eligible in January when, or not, not eligible, but when he arrives on campus in January, he would be eligible right away because of this blanket waiver the NCAA is right. going to uh, put in place come Wednesday. I'm curious to see how that affects uh, Weaver uh, mm. on when you talk about uh, guard depth on the Dayton Flyers roster. Anthony said just last week uh, before the SMU game that uh, Weaver's status had not changed. He was still sitting out. Uh, there was no change in his status, but we'll we'll see. And I don't know. I don't have any inside information when it comes to this particular instance, but with the NCAA uh, just approving a blanket waiver for everybody who's sitting out right now because of COVID, we'll see how that affects yeah. uh, Weaver and whether that might be able to get them some guard depth because you alluded to it earlier, Tiz, uh, missing Dwayne Cohill this year is is really putting a pinch on their current guard depth situation. Yeah, it's just huge. It's just a tremendous loss. As uh, I mean, having him just Cohill just could put play. He'd play even more minutes, probably fifteen to twenty minutes at least, just to give Crutcher a rest. And that just did not is not going to happen in all likelihood. Um, meanwhile, while the Flyers again win it as we uh, come d- down the stretch, uh, we do have the UD Classic coming up. John, you remember this moment, I think, back in 2015. <laughs> See, we're, we're socially distanced, folks. Yeah. We're, we're broadcasting in separate studios. That's from the Boise State game in 2015. UD Classic replay for tonight. Boise State, the Dayton game, Jordan Seibert. Saint Jordan Seibert. Yes. That video sounds, that video, that sound you play sounds so familiar. It's like I took that video, which I did. That's the loudest I've ever heard that arena, and I swear to yeah. God, that is the closest we'll ever come to seeing if crowd yeah. noise can physically blow the roof off of that place. Yeah. What a night that was. And you can was... relive it tonight at 8 here on WHI yeah. Radio. All right, looking forward to that. So, hey, one more time. That's all of our time. Dayton winner, 85-82 in double overtime. We will see you on the radio a week from today as Dayton takes on the other Mississippi, Ole Miss, regular Mississippi, a week from tonight over at UD Arena. Uh, This afternoon, I should say. So uh, we will see you on the radio a week from today, Dayton Flyers fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well and go Go Flyers. Flyers.